0: Hello, best you can be friends. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm chatting with my mom, Dominique Hendren. I might be a little bit biased, but I think she's absolutely incredible. She is a jack of all trades and has a knack for getting incredibly creative, which means her professional history then is full of some of the most out of the box, built from the ground up ventures. Everything from catering, to running her own antique and custom furniture store, to channeling her entrepreneurial spirit in what is now a business of hers in the health and wellness space, and many, many, many different things in between. She is a mom of three, so I'm her youngest. She's a wife to my dad, and I thought, who better to ask to come on here and speak about leadership as a mother than my very own mom? She shares a lot with us in this conversation. Um, She shares some practical tips from things she's learned along the way as someone who has run multiple businesses and raised children at the same time. She also touches on the importance of delayed gratification, which I feel like is applicable to any and everything, and challenges of balancing work and family life, all sorts of really great things. So I am super excited for you to hear from her. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Hello, mom to me and Dominique to everybody else. Thank you so much for joining me today. To everybody listening, my mom and sister have been visiting this week. We went to a Coldplay concert, which was awesome. And I happen to be coming up on the start of the third trimester with baby number one. So I thought, who else better to chat with than my mom about leadership and motherhood, which is exactly what we're going to be covering today. So mom, hi. <laughs> hi. It's Thank you for taking the time to come up to my little studio area. It's a great spot and it's a pleasure. I am really excited. I'm going to try my best to like keep a straight face because... I, I don't know. This is a little bit harder than talking to somebody that I don't know as well, obviously. But my first question for you, just because I know you, but not everybody else does, I'm not your only child. I was wondering if you could tell us about Hardy and Leva and just kind of like the age breakdown and such from you being a mom.
1: Well, Leva is our oldest and Hardy's our middle and then you're our last. And it was always very interesting to have that spread girl boy girl because we thought back and we realized wow everybody was able to be a first Um, so Leva was the firstborn first girl and so she could be a leader in her own right and then Hardy was the middle child but that almost wasn't relevant because he was actually the first boy so that allowed him to be a leader and shine in his own right and then You came along and the other two had already started to get involved in a lot of school activities. So that allowed you to have that individual time. And that was really as a parent, my personal number one focus was to allow each of you to have your time to mold and to form into a specific individual. Mm. As you know, because you've heard me talk about it years zero through five are crucial years and a lot of forming happens during that time frame. that even if difficult things or um, strong pivots are asked of you in your older years, those core years Mm -hmm. are those crucial years that really develop your character and your, you know, who you are.
0: Yeah. And you, you spent a lot of time with us when we were younger, which I do have a question about, um, Later, because I think that was really intentional. Um, I know that you and dad made that decision specifically, and it's something I'm thankful for. But before before we get to that, um, I want to ask you what, just from your perspective, what was the best part of, not was, sorry, what is the best part of being a mom? I mean, for me, I really didn't see another reason
1: for maturing and growing in this world than to be a mother that was for me, my role. Um, I didn't want to get married if that wasn't the pathway that I was going to be taking. Um, and your daddy and I very much wanted to have children. That was something that we talked about right away. Um, and it was just an honor and a privilege to go that, go that route. Um, so Really, that's my main function, (laughs) um, as I can see, even though I've done many, many things and many things have happened to me as a person um, and for us as a married couple, all the things that many people in your audience can relate to, we are no exception to the rule, but being a parent, it's about the best thing that Mm -hmm. I can think of. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it seems like just from hearing you talk about it, um, that it's sort of a, a, a whole new type of fulfillment that you don't really get in, in other things. Um, which is unfortunate because I feel like, and this might just be my perspective, I don't know, but I feel like motherhood and, you know, an individual's personal decision, like if somebody wants to stay home with their kids or if they don't, whatever that's up to them. I feel like everything's kind of frowned down upon and motherhood as isn't necessarily viewed as the critical um, role that it is in shaping future adult leaders and all sorts of things. And I feel like it's just not seen as like a path of success and like being in the spotlight. Um, so it's always just really stuck with me that you've always talked about Being a mom with such, not prideful pride, but like such an inner fulfillment pride, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but.
1: Yeah, I had plenty of people that would question my decision. That's okay. I didn't listen to those. Didn't even let them occupy one second of headspace. Um, And that's a decision that you have to make as well as a parent. Uh, You have to do that a lot to be honest, as you're raising your children, because everyone's going to have a thought process or an opinion, or they think they might do it this way, or mm-hmm. why don't you try this? And you have to put not only blinders on, but ear earmuffs. Um,
0: and just not pay attention to it. Literally yeah. not
1: pay attention to that. I think a parental instinct is, especially a motherly instinct, but a parental instinct, because fathers have instinct as well. Mothers happen to have the strongest instinct. They're thousands of studies about this. That instinct is something that should never be discarded. It should never be placed on the back burner. You listen to your instinct. A mother's instinct is very strong for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, It is that way in the wild, and it is that way with human beings. And when your father and I decided, okay, we're going to get married, and he was a little bit older, just a little bit, um, and he wanted to be a young father, so we... Decided, okay, we're gonna, you know, I had never been pregnant before, so I didn't know if that was even going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got pregnant rather quickly, and we just made the decision that one of us would stay home because I knew that in order for me to raise the kinds of children that I wanted to raise, me being present not necessarily home so much, but really truly being present Mm -hmm. was crucial. So, you know, I never stopped working. I just shifted my work to accommodate my mothering.
0: Yeah. Well, and with, I feel like that's why it's so individual because with dad's crazy schedule, when you all were new young parents, it would have, I don't think it would have worked any other way. (laughs) So I think it's, it's different for everybody, but um, I do like that you you chose to sort of put yourself and your own ambitions. Because I know that I get a lot of my drive <laughs> and creative spirit from you. Um, I know that you chose to put a lot of that on the back burner, which had to be hard because um, I feel like a lot of the work that you did as a young mom and have continued to do, a lot of it kind of just. It's not that it's not seen, because, I mean, Hardy, Leva, and I tell you that we're grateful all the time. And, like, you know that. We talk about it freely. But I feel like it's not recognized by society as much, maybe, as it is in other cultures. Um, So I do admire that. But I'd love to know, like, from your perspective, what success looks like for you as a mom. And that could be when you were a mom young kids or kind of now in hindsight, just what success looks like as a mother?
1: Well, so this is an important point for your listeners because your demographic is generally a younger demographic and it's Mm -hmm. really important as you're pouring into your children, there's a defining line. So it doesn't mean that you roll over and you carry them the whole way. There's this fine line of I've always used this analogy, and my children know it because I've—they've heard me say it. You are on one of those retractable um, dog walker things, oh, and the leash. Your, <laughs> yeah leash, and your children know that you are at the end of that leash, but you unroll it so that they've got plenty of room to roam trip, fall, make mistakes, and they learn from those mistakes. But knowing that you're at the end, knowing that you're there to protect them and to pull back on the leash when it's required, and the the specifics of when to roll out the leash and when to pull back are challenging. I see many parents mm-hmm. over hover, um, so their children tend to suffocate. And I see many parents that under hover, right? So it's a fine line and you learn as you go as a parent as well, because you do not get a manual. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second part of your of your question, success in anything that you do, in building an entrepreneurial business, in working in a corporate situation, whatever it is that you're building, the groundwork, sometimes the laying of the foundation can take 10, 15 20 years before you actually see the fruit of that visually and Mm -hmm. that impact takes a long long time but you just have to know that what you're doing is purposeful and it is so important to lay that groundwork Um, and it can be for the hundredth time singing the ABCs or the itsy bitsy spider, which I did. I'm a pro at that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, to the child and from their perspective, it was kind of fresh every single time to the parent, not so much. Um, But that still laid a a foundation of, let's say, consistency, love, Mm -hmm. rhythm, pattern, uh, reliability, and uh, that leads to comfort, safety, um, you know all those things that we have to instill in our children pretty early on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it makes for really good, solid adults. And that was actually my main goal—to have individualized, strong, capable adults that were going to contribute to society. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of played all that in as I was, I was raising each of you.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, so I mean, I think it seems like that's part of what made you choose to parent. Going back to the leash analogy for what success looks like for you, you know, in your personal journey as a mom, it looked like kind of letting us fail forward because we messed up plenty. But It was also, I mean, I guess from my perspective, it was also always knowing that you were always there, always open, could talk about anything. If I had messed up, I could come and talk to you about it. No judgment, no questions asked. But I think, yeah, you gave us a pretty long, long leash, but knowing that you were at the end of it and then the other part of your perspective of what you all did so well was... Just having those unseen <laughs> hours and hours of the itsy bitsy spider and um things that just don't things that just don't get recognized necessarily, but um I think just clinging on to knowing that that'll pay off eventually and it does. I guess it's all just brick by brick.
1: Honestly, success and you've heard this is in the mundane. Mm-hmm. Success is actually really rather boring
0: in the mm-hmm. beginning.
1: It's at the at the at the growth part or at the part of duplication or, um, you know, when you're really kind of turning that corner that you see, Oh, okay. All those mundane, boring steps really weren't that, really weren't that, that boring. They actually really laid that solid foundation and I'm all about a solid foundation, um, for anything that I do, uh, and that's been instilled in all three of you. And that's just been a great pleasure to watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Um, shifting gears a little bit to more of your just as important professional life. We already kind of talked about how you decided to work inside the home, kind of from the very beginning, but <laughs> you did venture out. And this is some memory. This is a section of memories that I know very well, um, because I was in kindergarten, maybe around there. Um, But for everybody listening, so my mom, when I was very little, she opened up and started her own antique and custom building furniture operation and shipped and sourced globally. It was incredible. I mean, the things that she did and You know, also just kind of going back to the the foundational aspects of being a parent and focusing on the long-term payoff, it's always stuck with me. I I know I'm kind of getting off the topic of the actual question, but it's always stuck with me how much I remember that. I don't remember specifics, but I remember being a little itty-bitty girl dragging my Polly Pockets into your store and just in the back of my mind, like, you didn't ever have to tell us, work hard. Ever. I don't remember you ever, you know, saying, oh, you should have studied harder for this test. But it was just ingrained in me because I watched you do it. And I watched you pave this path for your store. And then later when you did your career shift, I watched you learn how to be an incredible public speaker and not get nervous and things like that. And just watching that passively from the background. Like, I tell moms that I meet all the time. Like, you are making an impact whether you realize it or not because little people just... They're like sponges. Um, but I just wanted to ask you because I know that when you had your store, I don't know what were your hours. <laughs> a lot. Twenty four hours a day. <laughs> okay, That's basically it
1: felt like ask any business owner, and even when I talk to some of my colleagues that are in the corporate world, yeah, it, you are. If you are wanting to be good in your field, it is. It is many hours. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, so you had three kids all in three different schools because I was in elementary school. We had one in middle school, one in high school, and then you were running this full-time retail operation. So I know it's going to be hard to pick one, but what was the hardest challenge for you when you were doing all of that at once?
1: Um, The hardest challenge for me was to mentally focus in on maybe a conversation uh, that I would be having with one of you because in my brain,
0: Hmm.
1: all these fireworks were going off. Okay. Did you turn on the alarm on the store and have you paid this employee? And, Oh, what about that? um, You know, order, did that get in on time? And um, what am I making for dinner? Yes. Okay. I planned that already. So my saving grace each and every time was, very strong systems,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which I carry to this day, but implementing strong systems, which is also something that I believe rubbed off on you three, and you each took it in your own special way. But systems, um, routine, I'm a heavy leaner on routine, because I already know going into it that routines are going to be shifted and changed Mm -hmm. pretty regularly, as we have all uh, witness from the past few years. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of pivoting. Um, and that whole aspect of, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, my low point when I had my retail store was arriving at home and realizing that I had left one of my children at church. Like I literally had driven past the church and asked Hardy to stand outside. And I was adamant about how he had to stand outside. And I mean, I never for once felt I am a bad mother. I felt-
0: I'm doing too much.
1: This is not, this is not gonna work. This is not possible. So I I didn't self beat. That's good. But I did immediately recognize, all right, unsustainable, can't keep doing this. Um, Something's gonna burn out and it cannot come at the cost of my children needless to say for your audience, I immediately turned around, didn't even let anybody get out of the car. We went straight back to church. There he was (laughs) good little boy and picked him up. But that was such an impactful moment for me that, um, I knew already I have to make a shift. I have to make a pivot. Um, I just didn't have the answer quite yet, but I was very aware that yeah, you can do everything. I'll just tell this to the audience, this is for men and for women, you can do everything. And social media will tell you, you can do everything. Um, And the next fancy phone or the next fancy app or whatever will, you know, maybe help you implement all that. But at the end of the day, it always comes at a cost. So what's the cost going to be? Your health, your children, your marriage, your lifestyle, it's going to come at a cost.
0: For you, it was health.
1: For me, it was health. Yeah. Yeah. You were so stressed
0: out. I remember Mm that. Um, I didn't know it was that hard. I mean, obviously, I I wouldn't know that because I was so little, but I didn't know it was that hard for you to just try and be present in a conversation with us because you had all these other things in your mind, which is kind of funny because I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with now, even young people who don't have kids just because we have phones and this and that, and it's, like, so hard to have a conversation and not think about, like, Oh, did I respond to that one text that I opened up, but I, you know, I'm not sure if I responded or blah, 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 or I have notifications from this. And I think that's just a really relatable.
1: Right. In the order of priorities, right, when you're running a business and you have literally every aspect of the businesses on your shoulders because you're personally responsible. um, In the order of priorities, the small conversation that you're having with your child is maybe not at the very top, although it should be kind of in the middle, right? Because you can't always make every conversation or every moment with your child the number one priority. Um, that's what I was saying where earlier, where you have to discern and you have to balance that. But it needs to be where you're at least present enough to where when you're older, because your children will remember everything, <laughs> they will turn around and they will say, well, mom, do you remember we had that conversation? you know, until they have children of their own and they're pulled into many different directions. No, I really don't remember that conversation, but I know that I answered it correctly and, you know, gave you good input or feedback, and then I moved on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of parents struggle struggle with that, um, you know, that balance.
0: Yeah, well, until a little, you know, kid them telling you about the coloring project they did at school could be the peak of importance. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> but to you, even especially if they're like repeating it or something, it could, it could not be, but it could still cause that feeling of I'm not being listened to. And I think that's something that you can remember um, as a kid, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So let's see, actually you've kind of already talked about this. Cause you talked about how important, important, systems were for you and still are very, very much. But I think most people, whether they work or not, whether they're working in the house, out of the house, whatever, um, having kids definitely creates some disruption. You now have to care for another person as if they're, you know, your own body for a while. Um, And then they're just constantly interrupting you and things like that. And it's really hard to focus. Um, So I wanted to ask you how you navigated that because I even see you do it now. (laughs) I actually think I, I think I commented on it yesterday because I was frustrated because I couldn't get something done because we were in the kitchen and things were noisy and people were talking and then you were there your computer just like do-do-do-do-do, like getting things done. So how do you focus with so much disruption and change in schedule?
1: Well, I think something that's very important for your audience to hear me carefully on is you are the parent, the children are the children. They don't lead you, you lead them. Hmm. And that is something that I have always clung to. Um, because when they're older and you're maybe frail, That role is going to be reversed, perhaps, as they're taking care of you, as you can't manage for yourself anymore. So I encourage all the listeners to stay really healthy and do all the healthy things (laughs) so that you can, you know, be vibrant and be present for a long, long time. But for me, I was very adamant, um, no, I'm the parent. I just need to be calm and breathe into the fact that there's constant disruption constant pivoting and constant moving of the way things should be, right? Oh, well, we're supposed to have this at this time and this at this time. This is where the systems came in. Um, There were times when I couldn't fully attend one child's game because there was another activity going on. Another rule that I made is not every kid got to do every single thing that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I had parameters because I had to function also as a human being. I also have a husband. Um, I had a house. I always had work. Even when my oldest was first born, I was working. I was just, I just changed the way that I worked. I pivoted. And instead of working outside of the home, I did everything that I could to be creative, creative to allow for as much flexibility as possible because I knew I was going to need that. And I'm so glad that I did that. Many of us, if not most of us, um, don't necessarily stop to look at, well, what could I do? How could I pivot, pivot? Um, and it's important for you to at least step back long enough. If this is a priority for you, I mean, many people love working outside of the home. I totally get it, right? There's just a lot of fulfillment in that, so I'm I'm just speaking, think about it, and then you probably if you think about it, you'll come up with something to where you can formulate it for your lifestyle, especially in today's world. So when I was doing this, there were no I mean, yeah, cell phones yeah. so nothing, <laughs> nothing was available, okay. Um, but when I was running my business, um, you know, I was there about eighty hours a week. I mean, there were many, many nights where, I would have to go home. I always served dinner. We always ate together. This was a huge priority for me. Got to hear all the stories of the day. Clean up. Everybody go to bed. So that routine did not get disrupted. And then we um, sometimes I would have to lock the door. You know, my husband would come home. I would lock the door, and I would go right back to the store to finish oh, up. Yeah. You would um, work and at night. When I would we were work all at night asleep. while everybody was asleep, and. Um, we also did not watch television. Um, I just, you know, and as the years went on, we watched less and less and less because it was so disruptive and derailing. That doesn't mean that we don't love a great, you know, movie night because that's a treat. But I find for people as they're maturing and growing up, there's already so much attacking their brain in terms of stimulation. You all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, That um, l- luckily I didn't have to contend with that necessarily. Um, and it's very interesting to watch parents raise their children in this particular environment. But I am here to tell you that as the parent, you lead and you do have the ability and the choice to manage that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you e- can control. Yeah, you, you can. You, you can definitely control the disruption.
0: Yeah. Instead of letting it become like a runaway train. Mm-hmm that's encouraging i mean i've already heard that from you but i'm just saying that's still encouraging um
1: (laughs) oh and can i just add that the word no is not a negative it's just a really good strong (laughs) parental sometimes a no is just a no it's not negotiable it's not can we twist it around no it's just a no i don't know why mom when i was little Yes. That drove me
0: nuts because instead of saying no to me, you would say N-O. And I would I remember being so young, I'd be like, what is N-O? <laughs> and then you would just say N-O as opposed to just no. And I remember being so frustrated like, what is what is N-N-O? Well, now one thing that I did not do was
1: um, – so in the olden days, parents would say because I said.
0: Oh, because I said so Yes,
1: oh. and that was never good enough because that was said to me. I was – sitting there saying, well, no, I need the actual explanation. Mm -hmm. So I remembered that because there is a, you know, children are curious and they do want to know. And so I would just explain it. And sometimes a no was a no. So again, I come back to that piece. You are the parent and you have the capability to lead, lead in love, right? But you don't have to allow everything and you don't have to indulge your child's every whim. It's not good for them. Mm -hmm. They need to not be indulged in every whim. They need to know Mm -hmm that there are parameters and boundaries to what they're asking for.
0: Yeah. And I, for everybody listening, if she sounds like she's being super strict, I don't feel like I was deprived and I didn't ever. I just think that I'm glad now in hindsight that you knew how to say no to this, yes to this, so that you could keep your sanity because a mom who is sane is pretty important and so that you could get your work done and things. I have two more questions that are specific to leadership. And I wanted to ask you what you think leadership specifically. To you, it's like a different definition for everybody. What does leadership as a mom look like?
1: Almost 100% by example.
0: Hmm. Well, that goes back to what I was saying. I always tell moms, you are, yeah. you're being watched in the best way.
1: Because a young person or a growing child does not relate cannot correlate to where you are as a parent or as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is important for you to lay the groundwork, something that my children always knew. My husband and I built the trench. We dug the trench. We made the trench. We made the pathway. We made a commitment to putting our children, you know, through certain types of schools. Education was absolutely top on the list. That meant we had to work harder to bring the finances in in order to afford that. And that was a commitment that we made to one another and to our children. And I remember distinctly sitting down and I've never once told my children, you need to make this kind of a grade or you need to be at the top of your this and that and the other. Nope, that never came out of my mouth. But I did tell them, your job is to do well in school. My job is to dig the trench and provide that for you. Your job is to carry that out and do your best. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean be at the top. It just do your best. And that was a requirement in our house. And it's okay for your audience to think that I'm strict because mm-hmm. I, I know that our household, there was so much love and affection. There was giddiness. There was letting loose, dancing in the kitchen, mm-hmm. making silly jokes, doing whatever. But- You have a finite time. You have 18 summers. 18 summers, really, with your children. You need to make them count. But at the same time, you want to launch your children so that they contribute to society, so that they become strong people, and so that then they know how to parent themselves. This is a generational thing.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. Maybe I'm just thinking of strict in a different word, because I would say maybe hardworking is... Is what you all modeled. Like, I just don't feel like you were strict in the sense of like, oh my gosh, I could never have what I wanted, blah, 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 because that is not true.
1: And I would say also in terms of the leadership piece, being a parent requires deferred gratification. And most parents would agree there is a level of sacrifice Mm -hmm. that you have to make. And just keep pressing on and pressing on. And there are times when, and there were times when we were looking, my husband and I were looking at each other. uh, Can we keep this house? Can we make our mortgage payment? Can we get out of this debt? I mean, there were many times, I'll just be really honest, because we were juggling so many balls um, in the air. But, you know, that wasn't the responsibility of our three children. That was our responsibility responsibility and our problem that is why I asked my children just please do your best Mm -hmm. we are working hard over here and they saw that and they understood it and there was an enormous amount of respect for us and we had and still have an enormous amount of respect for them there was a mutual respect given in our family
0: that's great so leadership takeaways for leading as a mom and and what that looks like is trusting in the fulfillment of delayed gratification and knowing that you're leading by example and you're being watched in the best way. That's really, really great. Um, Very last question, but it also also happens to be my favorite question that I got ready for today. Um, And I just wanted to ask, what advice do you have for anyone who is or is expecting to be a new mom? Brand
1: new. Um, How you think it's going to be is probably not how it's going to be. It'll be better. (laughs) But um, all the books and all the podcasts and all the things that many parents have at their fingertips right now, there will be chaos. There will be an enormous amount of pivoting. There will be times when you know, small things or large things like the babysitter can't show up and you were really excited about your date night. Hmm. Um, You just have to, again, breathe into that and roll with it. It's really crucial that you adopt that attitude because you will basically drive yourself crazy if you don't. And um, again, the having of a child and being a parent is the highest honor if that is what you choose to do. Not everybody wants to have children. That is their decision and that is their choice. And how wonderful that we have that, right? But I think it's very important that if you do decide to become a parent, it is really an honor and you you don't get a do-over. That doesn't mean that you beat yourself up if you make a mistake. You know, your audience needs truthfulness. Not everything in our home was perfect. There were some times that were very dark and very low. And my children witnessed a lot of that. And so from those dark and low moments, there was a lot of perspective given a lot of real conversations, uh, treating them kind of like adults, not handing them too much, but treating them like adults because, well, we all live together and we all have to manage as a team, so to speak, right? As a pod, um, And it gave all of them strong perspective. I think it also showed them what to look for in their future in terms of a mate, um, you know, and a partner because they had that perspective and they had reality. Uh, Again, not too much, but just enough to where they understood, okay, it's not all roses and it's not all perfect JPEGs and, (laughs) you, you know, with the sun coming up every day. But at the same time, I mean, the fulfillment, I could die right now. I have said this multiple times and know in my head and in my heart that my children are on the best trajectory, that we did our best and that we laid down that foundation. It's not perfect, but we really paved that pathway so that they could have an incredible trajectory. Um, and that is absolutely the most satisfying to see your children grow into adults that are solid, stable, mature, um, fun-loving, um, able to love someone else, um, able to think of others. And that, that's, you know, for me just, and I know for your dad as well, it's just our absolute number one, biggest blessing. We're just so thankful beyond thankful that we were given the opportunity, because as your audience knows, that is also not something to be taken for granted. Right. So I always remind my children not to take things for granted. Um, and they don't, um, that it's always a blessing in, in, in each way and in each step that you take also from the negative, you learn a lot of positive and you, you learn and success and leadership is all about failing forward, all of it. And if you're honest with your children, you know, we told our children the missteps that we took. We shared with them the errors that we made. We said, this is what we did. This was maybe not the best decision, maybe not the best pathway. Here were the consequences. We're presenting it to you. You do what you want, but we've just shared the consequences with you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're intelligent. You can make a good decision. Um, But... Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. my short and long answer to that
0: question. Very good advice. Very good advice for not just me, but everybody else. So thank you, Mom. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love you very, very much. I love you so very much. And the best part is, unfortunately, I would hate or I don't necessarily like that I have to share you, but I do. I'm not the only one who loves you because, you know, you have other kids and you also um you're a mom to, to Leva and Hardy, but you're also kind of a mom to a lot of people in a different way. You're um in the sense that you're you're just always caring for others' well being and being a nurturing presence in so many people's lives. And I just think that's really critical, very impactful for others. Um, so I'm very grateful for your words of wisdom today and always and I can't wait to see how this helps somebody else. So, well,
1: truly my you. honor to have been asked and to share and um, probably my favorite topics being a mother <laughs> and leadership. Yep. Great yeah. topics. We get a home
0: run with this one. Yes. Well, thank you so much for everybody listening. And thank you so much for pouring into your leadership because our world needs more leadership and we definitely need yours.